good morning, afternoon, or evening, and welcome to the Bloody Disgusting Network. The following show is just horrifying. Beware. Carry on and plan the sequel, cause let's face it, baby, these days you gotta have a sequel. And welcome back to Micro Queers. It's your monthly queer horror short roundup, and I'm Joe. And I'm Trace, and we are discussing a goofily, funnily, gorily, uh, I Love Your Guts from director David Genove. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I thought that this was a nice change of pace because it's, I don't know, I, I find this one very amusing and very cute, even though at the end of the day, the violence is kind of extreme. Okay, <laughs> So you say that, and actually, so does so. Okay, so we this is on a, a YouTube channel uh, called Short of the Week, and the cure. And I guess you know they have people that curate these and add them to their uh, their their channel to promote them. Mm-hmm. And yeah, there is this mention from the curator about how you know, oh, the switch to gore uh, will be a bit much for some. And Joe, I'm really starting to feel like I am just being an asshole because I'm sitting here and I'm like. I mean, I'm not criticizing that I don't think it's gory enough, but I was like, oh, mm-hmm. like that set me up, like that primed me for something that I didn't get. Like there is gore and violence in this movie, but right. I wouldn't say it. Well, there's violence in this movie. I wouldn't say there's really a lot of gore in this movie. Yeah, no, I'd agree with that sentiment. It, this is definitely, it's not overwhelming to the point where we're totally grossed out like we've seen in some recent feature length films, but you know, I've, I've seen people like the curator guy describe this as book smart in the streets and scream in the sheets. And I, <laughs> I definitely see the book smart comparison more. So to then end up with like a person getting a deep fryer on the face or a girl getting stabbed in the ass, it surprised me the first time I saw it. Oh, for sure. Um, I mean, and, you know, this is probably a bit too much of an obvious comparison, but I was getting like Double Meat Palace from Buffy or like yes. Crooks 2 vibes from this movie, mm-hmm. <laughs> from this short. Yeah, and and maybe I should read the premise in case folks have not watched the short. So this Mm -hmm. is about two girls, Christina, who is played by Ali McCarthy, and Jackie, who is played by Danielle Kay, working the graveyard shift at a fast food restaurant, and they have to fend off a belligerent drunk guy, who is played by Scott Shillstone, while also confronting their own friendship. And of course, because this is microqueers, the confronting their own friendship is code for christina has a huge lesbian crush on jackie <laughs> yes and actually what i do like about this well and it may not be for everyone because the the, the killer or the violent man in this movie isn't really the mm-hmm. centerpiece like the, their relationship is it so we don't get yeah we get a bit of catharsis with this man and when you know christina goes off on him but mm-hmm. he just escapes and yeah. It goes back to, oh, like, yeah, we're just in this kind of little workplace buddy queer comedy with these two girls, and that's the mm-hmm. important thing. So I I appreciated that aspect of this, actually, even though I did want to see them dump his head in the oil. Okay, I'm so glad you said that, because as soon as we started to yeah. deep fry <laughs> chips, I thought to myself, oh, is somebody's face going to go in there? But I, I think that's just us uh, projecting the kinds of things that we want to see we're so primed to expect that kind of action in a short or a film that's taking place in a fast food restaurant 
And I guess I will say one of the things I really ended up enjoying about this short is how we do make use of this space because it's really unconventional, right? So Mm. getting to see the ins and outs of what the back area look like, really the short doesn't spend any other time outside of this one location. So I just thought there's a novelty to it there. No, even creativity wise, this is filmed very well. We do get a lot of slow motion here, um, Mm -hmm. which adds to the comedy but i just found these two girls very endearing i mean uh, ali mccarthy's christina is great danielle k's jackie is awesome i just i wanted to see more of this friendship because i enjoyed being in this space with them and i also do want to know well because the elephant in the room here is that yes uh, as you said christina has a big lesbian crush on jackie that isn't exactly uh reciprocated mm-hmm. but it doesn't ruin their friendship and i love that Well, and even there's a moment, okay, so the short opens with Christina almost fantasizing about Jackie, you know, like, she pulls off her headband, and she struts over in slow motion, and they share this kiss, and Christina keeps getting almost distracted by her visions of a relationship with Jackie and meanwhile Mm -hmm. Jackie's like oh by the way I'm maybe leaving to get a better job because this isn't real and never mind Mm -hmm. the time we spent together but there's a moment after all of the action has passed and the drunk guy has escaped out the window and they need to call 911 (laughs) and Jackie says oh I can't get to my phone can you get it for me it's in my bra and there's a moment After Christina has done this and she has started to make the call, she looks up and she sees that the phone is actually right above Jackie. And I feel like you could read it two ways. One is that Mm. she could just call 911 using that phone, or it's that Jackie knew that that phone was there, but she still asked Christina to put her hand in her bra. So I feel like there's a possibility that you could read this as, oh, maybe they will start a relationship that's romantic. Maybe, or they'll stay platonic, but they can kind of make fun of this later. Like, like Jackie's rejection, quote-unquote, of Christina doesn't have to be the, the, the be-all, end-all of this. Mm-hmm. It also does, okay, it does remind me of this gay porno that I actually frequently watch. Um, frequently, I'm sorry, okay. it's not like it's every day. But um, the, the setup, because basically in the setup for this porno, uh, there's this straight guy, quote-unquote, who has sure. broken his arm. And he calls his gay friend because he has to pee really bad and he is unable to pull his dick out of his pants because, right. his, because of his cast. Naturally. And then he's like, well, I haven't been able to have sex. Do you want to help me out in the shower? And so it like oh goes God. from there. So this is just the lesbian horror comedy version of that but right yes obviously i i do like your more optimistic well again i say optimistic meaning like oh yeah they can have a relationship together interpretation of this but i also like the fact that it doesn't like even if it's not that Mm -hmm. i don't in this short feeling down about this no yeah like there's a lull in the middle and i say lull because christina makes an impromptu pass at jackie and it's not that it goes badly but jackie is obviously very surprised and she doesn't reciprocate and you know they both need a moment to kind of cool down but christina is distraught because she thinks that she's ruined everything so you're right that even if this doesn't turn into something romantic even if we don't have that potential option at the end of this short the fact that they are back to wisecracking and enjoying each other's (laughs) company and (laughs) jackie keeps vomiting but it's kind of funny and they've impersonated having a fake niece or a young girl in there (laughs) so that they can trick this 911 operator you know 
it's a nice reconfirmation that you can come out to someone and maybe even make an ill-advised pass at them. But a friendship can just as easily survive that. It doesn't have to be the end of the world because somebody is queer. I agree. And honestly, I will confess, so the, the, the beginning of this, I, I liked this through and through, but there was a point, like, maybe like, this is like a 15-minute short, it's like five minutes in, where I was kind of like, ooh, mm-hmm. this feels a little bit smug and very satisfied with itself of, like, how oh, funny okay. and clever it is. And it was a passing thought, because okay. it quickly got me back. And by, by the time I got to the end, I was just like, you know what? This whole thing is so endearing. And yes. charming, which again, mm-hmm. I know is a word I use a lot, but like I was just so I was won over by this that in, that my initial defense of oh god, come on, <laughs> like was quickly brushed away. Yeah, it's a tough line to toe, right? I mean, we've talked about the success of horror comedies and getting that comedy level yeah. correct is very difficult. I didn't feel that way. I remember I got to watch this as part of a block of queer horror shorts at a festival. I think it was in Fantasia a couple Mm -hmm. years ago. And this stood out to me as one of those ones where I can understand why you might say smug at first glance. But Mm -hmm. to me, I read it as confident. And I think it's just because the jokes were really working for me. Like, the friendship feels so real and lived in that I just bought into what these two were doing. It was actually the violence that I ended up having a problem with because it doesn't it doesn't land quite strongly enough. Like, he looks like he's actually murdering Christina when he's stabbing her in the butt. And even, like, when he pulls the knife out, there's this geyser of blood that shoots yeah. out. And I just thought, oh, she should not be able to make a joke about this because it should almost be more life and death by the end of this short. But that's where the comedy, this is like a heightened reality kind of world, right? Oh, like, yeah. Because yeah. again, I mean, we're not dealing with like a high budget here. Well, maybe not. I don't know. Who knows for mm-hmm. sure. But like, as soon as he leaves, like, it's really just, there's no prosthetics on her butt. Like, it's just mm-hmm. like a cut in her pants. And like, you just see like they're stained red with blood. Yeah. So, yeah, I get what you're saying. I guess, yeah. So the tonal shift, did that not completely work for you? Because it wasn't really a tonal shift, though. It just is the violence. Yeah, I think it mostly works for me. Like, I like the fact that the violence happens right at the down part of their relationship after this potentially ill-advised kiss because it allows them to redirect their energies and for Jackie to see what a badass Christina is. So I liked all that. But even, you know, when she hits him with the fryer, there's something that doesn't 100% work about it. Like, I think it is a budgetary issue where it can't look as good as some of the rest of the short does because they just either don't have the prosthetics or the makeup or something like that. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Well, okay. So let's go to how we normally end these things. Would you watch a feature-length version of this movie? Or I guess, what would that look like to you? Because I struggled with this one. Um. Yeah, that is a tough one. So... On the link to this short, Genove actually talks a little bit about the genesis of the short. And he says, getting fast food late at night, I typically see young people, mostly college kids, manning the drive throughs It's crazy that the responsibility of a restaurant is put on the shoulders of kids in the middle of the night. I used to manage a little 55-seat theater in Hollywood, and belligerent drunk guys outside were a common occurrence. Most are harmless, but all are unpredictable. And I guess to feed into your question about whether I would watch a longer version of this, whether it was half an hour or a feature length, I don't know how 
this violence part would work like would we fashion that as okay this is a real thing where we're putting vulnerable girls who yes are capable of manning a till and serving customers but should not be at work at a fast food joint at 3 a.m you know do we have that as a climax of this movie because i feel like that would actually undercut all of the comedy and turn it into something really scary but i feel like the comedy is the part that works best in this short so i don't know if i'd want to eliminate it completely and just make it book smart I agree. And it's the thing, right? So adapting this, you know, okay, yeah, is it going to be the end of the film? Is it going to be the climax? Is it going to be the jumping off point for the film? Or are we going to stretch this into, let's say, a slice of life workplace thing where the whole movie is this one night with them at this fast food restaurant? Oh, okay. I kind of like that last one. Like if we're thinking about the clerk style model, you Mm -hmm. could have this maybe dial back the violence so it's not as threatening, but you could have a really annoying belligerent drunk guy who just constantly causes problems for them throughout the night. Well, it could be kind of episodic, right? Like, yes, this violent drunk guy is maybe the last one that comes to their thing, like after their long day, but they've had a day. And so the movie goes through this kind of, again, episodes of different kooky customers coming in and out and in and out. Um, But again... Mm -hmm. Is it gonna? Is the episodic nature going to diminish or dilute the impact of their friendship and their relationship when that really is the focus of the short and should be the focus of the film? Mm-hmm. I am inclined to say I actually don't want to see a feature-length version of this, but okay. I do want to see more from this director and specifically from these two actresses because I think there's a lot right. of talent on display here. So I would mm-hmm. love to see what they do next with something even of a similar tone. Yeah. Yeah, you know what? I think I can get behind that. Usually when we do this, I say I always want more. But this actually does feel like a pretty cohesive, you know, almost polished off 14 minute story. Mm -hmm. And I think if we want more, it's because we like the way that it's shot and we like the way that it's acted. But that doesn't necessarily mean that we need more of this particular story. Yes. And you know, I'm not a big fan of word, using the word necessary. But yeah, I just I don't I feel like I got enough from this and I really right. like it. So I don't feel like a feature length version is necessary. But this is a very mm. promising showcase of talent that I would love to see more from all these people. So there we go. Okay. Well, listeners, let us know what you thought of I Love Your Guts. (laughs) And stay tuned for our next installment next month. But until then, we can cross out I Love Your Guts. Indeed. And cross out microqueers. 